Hey, y'all, East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt and I out for future episodes, supporters will be shouted out on the show, and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, along with my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, it's a Fedor fight week. How are you yeah. doing, my man? Excited, excited. It's been coming off of an exciting UFC weekend. It's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty exciting time in MMA right now. Yeah, we've been anticipating it for the last several weeks, and uh, it all it all kind of started uh, to come to fruition uh, this past Saturday night at UFC 229. Uh, not really much to say. Uh, you know, our predictions were pretty much uh, pretty much on the on, if I if I recall. I know I had uh, Pettis winning, and he came, you know, in a, in a long shot, and he came out and and gave uh, gave out a hell of an effort against Ferguson. But man, Ferguson's just one tough dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the predictions that we do the roundtable over at MMANews.com, most of my predictions, actually only one of them were wrong, and that was the uh, Derek Lewis-Volkov uh, fight. Because um, Volkov, uh, Volkov was winning, though, and then Derek Lewis seemed to pull pull it out at the end. And uh, surprisingly enough, I mean, not to segue, we were just talking about it before we started recording, but the, uh, you know, now he's on uh, he's on deck for for next month in the Madison Square Garden against Daniel Cormier, so it's kind of like uh, I feel like that's I mean that, that's a nice matchup, but that's just a weird uh, time for them to for him especially so soon after a fight where he kind of took a beating. Yeah, I mean he was losing that fight and then he got the KO win with about ten seconds left. You know, it's just one of those situations where you you know for me you know we've been wait, at waiting for a main event for several months now and um it just kind of seemed like it kind of fell into place for for lewis it's not the ideal time for him probably to take the fight but um if the ufc calls gives you a title shot and gives you a chance to headline mass and square garden yeah um, i imagine the payday's got to be impossible to turn down for for somebody uh who's been fighting as long as lewis has and you know and if we're completely honest you know i not to take anything away from lewis but i do feel like he's a bit on borrowed time if he's fighting the top five heavyweights in the UFC. So if he were to turn down this fight, um, you know, he's probably an underdog in a rematch to Volkov. He's probably an underdog to blades and he's probably an underdog to Miosic. Yeah. Um, and, and Naganu fight is, is as we saw before was, was a terrible fight and yeah. would, be a, would be a toss up. Um, if they were to fight again, uh, at, le- at least odds wise. So I don't know. I think, I think, you know, if, if you're going to fight DC, I think probably it's not the worst thing in the world to get him on three weeks notice when, um, as far as we know, he wasn't looking forward to fighting, um, most likely until, till next February or so, uh, when Lesnar. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I thought it was January. They're going to try to get him in. Cause I think that's when Lesnar is uh, officially allowed to, to fight, but either way, that looks like that's not going to happen for a while now. And, and they're probably not for nothing. Uh, what did they test him a bunch of times already? 
he's probably going to pop hot for something anyway. The guy's coming from pro wrestling, so they, they probably rather than deal with the fallout of that falling apart anyway. It's this is a better idea to book this and put put DC in there, and uh, I mean that Sajara Eubanks, you know Shevchenko announcement from the last time we recorded it was it wasn't impressing anybody i mean three hours ago if you checked the ticket sales on Ticketmaster, they they weren't moving and, and uh this dc lewis stuff was still up in the air so i guess by tomorrow morning we'll see if it makes a difference but uh either way i mean you know with with uh what we're coming off of what we we got it coming ahead it's uh it's definitely looks like the the big promotions are closing out the year strong for uh, MMA. Yeah. So obviously we got to look forward to that on November 3rd. Um, and just another quick mention on that, you know, I would say that the one thing that, that adds to that is if, if some way Lewis were to able to pull off the upset, I think him and, uh, him and Lesnar would, would be a fight that would, would be also fun and, and, you know, have a lot of back and forth going. So, Oh yeah, that would be nice to see too. That's an interesting matchup, but I mean, there was a, Talking about an upset, his that fight with Volkov was the upset, an upset for me because, uh, like, I don't know what. <clears throat> tell me what your opinion is. When I was watching it, I was actually watching it with all my training partners. I found it odd that Volkov stopped himself from uh, capitalizing on like, so like the eye poke thing that happened in round one. The ref didn't stop it. Volkov stopped himself. You know, usually when the ref, if the ref doesn't stop it, you keep most fighters keep going. He was like being too nice. I want to say. Given the yeah. situation is being too nice. I mean, I think that happens occasionally. I think, you know, I always, I talked about him in our prediction show about uh, how I thought he would run into a right hand. Mm. Um, I didn't think it would happen with 10 seconds left in the fight, but I think in his back of his mind, he knew he was always just one punch away from getting, getting floored. And I think even when he had uh, Lewis hurt, that that was probably too much on his mind. I'm sure he's heavily regretting that because I think he could have finished that fight yeah. several points. So, but anyways, you know, Lewis came out, got the knockout with 10 seconds left, uh, had a great post-fight speech. And um, I, I know I think I read he added like 600,000 Instagram followers overnight. And I mean, for himself, it's the time to do the promotion. And, you know, he's only got three weeks, but, uh, you know, I, he's going to go out there. You know, with Lewis, he's going to go out there and he's going to throw for a couple minutes and, and let the chips fall where they fall. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Daniel, Daniel Cormier is a little too smart of a fighter for to to fall for the, you know, a brawler like him. I mean, it's it's still going to be an exciting matchup, and it's and that's better than what we thought we had for UFC 230. Uh, him and Daniel Cormier. But um, talking about the 229, the that was kind of like the fight that woke a lot of people up because of the way it ended. And then we had um, uh, Ferguson and Pettis. I know you had Pettis winning uh, when we were doing our predictions. I had Ferguson. Uh, catching a submission i was uh i I forgot how he likes to purposely slice people up uh when he's in the standing exchanges because he's got that ectomorph body type so i mean the you know bony guys like that it's like they're made for tailor made for cutting people up and uh you know to get those cuts on but i actually thought that blood when he was on the bottom i thought the blood was uh, a pet was his own blood and when the round ended i i realized that it was Actually, Pettis bleeding on him, and then the the following when they when that following round started, he cut him on the other side, and um and then that that thing with the the hand obviously Duke Rufus stopped the fight to protect Pettis, but that that was a that's definitely a fight if they do it again, uh that should be a headlining event. 
yeah, I mean, that was, it was a great fight. I don't think they'll be fighting rematch anytime. No. Nah. Ferguson obviously uh, deserves a, a title fight um, as much as anybody at this point. Um, and then that brings us to the main event, you know, the fight that people were talking about for, you know, really for the last year or so, um, the anticipation for a potential uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, Conor McGregor fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I predicted a first round uh, submission for, for Khabib and uh, that didn't happen, but he finished him off in the fourth round after a, a pretty damn dominating performance. Um, I know, uh, I know Connor uh, on the cards won the third round, um, which was a standing all standing round. But uh, you know, I, I think it was pretty clear who the, the better mixed martial artist was when, when the night ended. Yeah. And um, that third round, uh, you know, I feel like that was a, just because um Nir- Nurmagomedov knew he had it in the bag. I feel like he was just coasting himself in that round, and that's why that went the way it did. But um, there was, a, I think at the close of round two, he had a near uh, submission finish. Uh, he could have had the Kimura. He was working on it, and the, and the round ended. Uh, McGregor kind of just held his hands together to to stop it from happening. But, I mean, personally, my, my opinion was that uh, the first round, McGregor mentally was already already giving up. Just because of the way uh, the the look of exhaustion in his face and being smothered by taking down with that low single from the start and then just having him on top of him, I mean that pretty much is how the whole fight went, with the exception of that overhand right that's uh, made the highlights. I mean, it, it's pretty much how a lot of people saw it going. What nobody saw it going was Khabib going nuts, you know, because of whatever was said to him outside of the cage and and charging. You know, trying to do a drop kick like like it's pro wrestling on Dylan Dennis, but I mean, other than that, I don't know. It's not the first arena fight that's ever happened in combat sports, so it looks like it's already fizzling, and it's only uh, Tuesday afterwards. Yeah, it didn't bother me that much. I mean, I I think people quickly overreact to this kind of stuff. Um, obviously, in the, in the heat of the moment, we didn't exactly know what the repercussions of it would be. Um, as it turns out, nobody was injured. Um, the arrested people were released with no, with no, uh, nobody pressed any charges. Um, you know, Dennis didn't get hit. It, it turned out to just be kind of a scuffle. Um, obviously doesn't look great, but, uh, I think in the long run, it'll be a 10% or so fine from uh, Khabib's purse. Probably look at about a six month suspension. Anything more than that, I'd be surprised. I think the UFC knows that, um, if anything, he just became a, a huge, huge uh, bank for them. Um, yeah. In future fights, I mean, you could argue that he's the greatest. Um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't put him at the at the greatest lightweight uh, of all time level yet, but um, he's in that talk now um, with this win, and he's a couple wins away from it. So, um, with the lightweight division where it is, with so much talent and you know, a lot, few talkers in that division, the UFC could really sell the hell out of that division over the next, you know, two or three years with, with any combination of matchups from, you know, Poirier to, yeah. to Diaz and Connor and yep. Lee. And a lot that. of articles already pumped. There's a lot of articles that pumped out of that, that very thing right there, speculating the matchups to make. I mean, there's, there's so many, like, uh, like you said, I'm, People keep talking about how how the 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 Khabib versus Ferguson match is cursed, but it definitely has to happen because it's 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 right now it's them too, um you know like that for the lightweight it, it's it's them too. I mean and, and as far as Connor goes because more 
Of course, Connor still has his fan base and people want to know what's next for him. He wants a rematch. Um, others think he needs a tune-up fight, you know, because he came back f- from being away so long before he starts f- fighting someone like Khabib or Ferguson. So, I mean, if, if you're going to give him a tune-up fight, I mean, who do, who would you have him face that's like a high-profile money fight? Outside of, obviously, the Diaz fight, is, that's that's going to be bringing money no matter what what they fight for. But, uh, like, I like I like that one, and I like him and Justin Gaethje. I feel like, I feel like I'd like to see him and Justin Gaethje go at it. I think the time is right for him to give Jose Aldo his rightful rematch at 155 pounds. Oh yeah, that makes sense too. You know, I, he Especially wants since re- he called for it. Yeah, you know, he wants a rematch with with Habib, and you know, he didn't give he didn't give Aldo a rematch. Now I know the one fight went four rounds, the other one went 13 seconds, but um, one could almost argue that four rounds getting your your ass kicked yeah. bell to bell is is more of a less of a reason to get a rematch than. Uh, than one punch where both guys throw and, you know, one guy lands. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's the time I would make that fight. Um, I think you got to do Ferguson, uh, Habib. Um, I'd probably do uh, if, you know, Diaz, Diaz Gagey is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I agree. Poirier Lisa fight. We haven't seen yet. Um, you know, so there's, you know, and, and, I know. I guess Eddie Alvarez is still a free agent, and he's kind of on the outside looking into that. But uh, even even a rematch with him and Gagey, if if would be would be a fun, you know another crazy fight. So and and a chance for Gagey to get back that that loss and and kind of reclaim his his claim to to want to be in the in the top you know couple of that division. So I don't know. I I mean it's it's loaded and and uh, but you know I, I've said it for since we started doing this podcast day one and I was saying it for the last couple of years since I'd seen Habib fight. And, you know, he just comes off to me as, as somebody that's got a talent that, that very, very few people in this sport have ever had. And, and, you know, in his wrestling, and it just seems to be a levels above, above everybody. Now, you know, Kevin Lee, I find interesting matchup for him um, because we know he's got decent, you know, solid wrestling and, and solid punching, but um, you know, I, I think uh, Habib can pretty much beat anybody even if it's a boring fight where he just grabs them and holds them down. I, I don't, you know, and it seems like his striking improved. I know it's wild and kind of, kind of ugly, but um, as you mentioned in the second round, he, he clocked Connor and put him on his ass and, uh, you know, clearly had the biggest punch of the whole fight. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's another dimension. And if he keeps improving his striking, um, you never know where he's going to end it. You know, at, at 27 and oh, right now he's starting to get into, to some uh, mythological level of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very few people in this sport have, have reached any kind of, you know, I don't know many guys who ever got to 27 and oh, I can't off the top of my head. I can't, I don't think I can think of anybody, but you know, I know, uh, you know, Igor Volchanchin and Fedor and those guys had, you know, just about 30, 28, 30 fight win streaks. But, yeah. um, but as far as never losing and, and, and that kind of run is uh, impressive. I mean, I, I guess he lost his first round of his career, basically uh in the third round of that fight but yeah but it wasn't like a noticeable i mean people i guess it was noticeable but because people were saying stuff like i said i watched with my training partners some of them fought amateur and all that stuff and but we were just kind of like oh i took it as maybe he's just taking a breather because he exhausted himself from taking this man down and pounding on him the previous two rounds and then yeah, obviously the, the finish came and, and that i mean one thing you know you got to say about that that submission the tap i mean yeah sure maybe he tapped from fatigue but and it wasn't it was it was over his chin it wasn't under the chin 
So it wasn't a choke, but like when when somebody as strong as he is and he had that palm to palm grip grinds their forearm across your your face and and pretty much is twisting your skull. I mean, you can try to be a tough guy and not tap and have some some damage in your neck and lose some teeth from from the forearm grinding against your mouth, or you can be smart and tap and, and you know, you know, just concede that you, <laughs> I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was just a matter of after you said round one, I think it was just a matter of Khabib getting the position. You know, I, I, I need to do, get, should give Connor credit though. His, his ground game actually was a little bit better than, than I expected. He was able to pull guard a couple times and, and he, and he was able to avoid the, the Kimura in uh, at the end of round two, despite being beaten, yeah. just beaten down. So, I mean, you know, he, he, he was delaying it. I mean, if, it, if that was secured earlier, I don't, I don't think he would have been able to hold that off. You know, yeah. he was saved by the bell with that Kimura attempt. Perhaps, but I, I mean, I was, I've been telling, saying that I thought he was going to, uh, you know, he would get taken down, and submitted in the first round, and you know, he, he did better than that. But, um, you know, I thought the, I thought the surprise was when he had the chance to strike. I think it really showed his fear of being taken back down, and as you say, the first round probably, even though it wasn't the most spectacular round offensively for Habib, it, it really kind of took the will away from Connor and. Uh, I, th- I think in his mind, it kind of he kind of knew at that point that um, he really his only chance was a hail mary punch, and he really couldn't pull the trigger on that because it, it was just a matter of time before he was going to get taken down again if he if he missed it. So yeah, and the, and the pop that he, any pop he would have had in that straight left was gone from just trying to you know fighting, trying to not to be taken down, and trying to get out from underneath Khabib. I mean, that was re- it was a really smart fight on Khabib's part, you know, just to wear him out like that. Uh, I mean, uh, my concern for Khabib was that he'd get dropped early in round one if he tried to do what everyone else did. But he 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 really did, he really did fight a smart fight against Connor. And and I don't know if ring rust has any any thing to do with Connor's end of why he didn't do well. Uh, I don't know. He wants that immediate rematch like he he got with uh, Nate Diaz, and um, I, I feel like that's not the move. Like fight somebody else and then. See if you can get the rematch. But yeah, you know. I mean, you know, he's all about the money, and that's the money fight. So, so who knows? But I, I think, I think you should give it to Aldo. So yeah, he's got five. I mean, he's got a five fights left on the contract that he he renewed with. So he might as well try to fight. He might as well try to rebuild some of that. You know, Conor McGregor, red panty money status. You know what I mean? Like the whole mythological, the 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 Conor McGregor. Uh, marketing gimmick because if he racks up losses that's going to die out you know yeah another dominating loss to uh khabib would, would wouldn't look good and um i, I just think it, it i don't know i i think he i think aldo always deserved a rematch despite yeah. the way the first match ended and um if he's willing to come up to a higher weight class to fight connor i i think that that's the fight the ufc should make and yeah. um, i think tony ferguson deserves the title shot he's you know he was technically the real champion less than a year ago and, and he was stripped of the belt uh, after a knee injury. So that's what I would make. Um, but then that brings us to a big weekend for Bellator MMA this week. Um, starts, yes. with, starts on Friday night. I know you're going to, you're going to be out there for, uh, for both of these events. Um, yeah, covering them um, for from proof media. I actually starts. Uh, well, they actually started today. I don't know if you saw they unveiled in, in, uh, in Corny. I think it's in Corny Island. They unveiled the Fedor mural. And uh, they did that today, and Jay Glazer was, did something in Midtown today for a charity organization um, that he's starting um, over at Hensel's Academy. Obviously, I couldn't make it to that, but I'll, I'll be uh, 
I'll be at everything else for fight week for both events. They're doing uh, stuff at Viacom, open workouts, um, press conference, and then obviously weigh-ins. Uh, I'm probably going to miss the 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 weigh-ins going because I'll be traveling to Mo- Connecticut for Mohegan Sun. My schedule's all confused, but uh, because they're doing everything's back to back, so they're kind of like mashing everything together here on the East Coast. But um, I'll be covering it, and then live. Uh, I figured I'll, I'll live tweet from the Combat Hour uh, Twitter handle while I'm at the events. That way, since especially on Saturday, since that one means so much to you, Matt. Yep, Saturday's <laughs> Saturday's the big night, but we got to get through Friday first. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole card here, but. Um, the top two fights on that card really have me interested. Uh, not only do we have the uh, the other semifinal or one of the semifinals for the Bellator Heavyweight Tournament, Matt Mitrion versus Ryan Bader. Uh, we've talked extensively about that fight. Um, but the co-main event, Roy Nelson and Sergey Karatanov, yeah. uh, that's kind of a, you know, kind of one of those dream fights that uh, hardcore fans have been thinking of for, for a decade now, really. Um, about two sluggers going in there, two guys who are known for their chins. Um, I know Javi Ayala uh, put one on. on yeah, Sunday. yeah, I was actually in at Mohegan Sun. I was there for that event, and um, but didn't he go and fight somewhere else, uh, Karatanov? And now he's back here in Bellator, or my? Yeah, he's fought. He bounced all around. I can't mm-hmm. without looking. I, it would be hard for me to remember, but yeah, he between M one and uh, Coker's pretty much let him bounce around. But mm-hmm. I mean, his record is twenty eight and seven. Uh, Nelson's twenty three and fifteen. Uh, Nelson's probably had the, the tougher competition uh, for the longevity of his career. Um, obviously, Karatanov was a killer in, in pride and um, had, had a sol- small, you know, had a run where he beat, uh, you know, Andre Arlovsky and I believe uh, Brett Rogers, uh, perhaps in uh, in Strike Force. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just one where there's going to be two sluggers brattling it out. Um, you know, kind of takes the whole theme of the weekend, which you know, with the Russia versus U.S. Uh, matchup and. Um, you know, I, I, I'm more of a fan of Sergey. Um, not necessarily cause he's Russian, probably more cause he's a pride fighter and, and, uh, you know, the violence that he kind of put out and he's kind of always been one of those unknown guys who never made it to the UFC. So you, you know, you kind of, uh, I don't know. It's just, just kind of, kind of weird a fan of that. Yeah. It's actually a weird, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird how MMA works, especially when you're, when you've been following it as long as we have. You know, like uh, Lee Daly's book uh, came out today for sale. Though we had the author on for uh, before a fall, the history of Pride, and uh, you know, I, I put it out on Twitter for link for folks to buy it. We had the author on, and all that is happening the week of like uh, Fedor fighting on Bellator. I just think it's just I, I don't know if you got your copy yet, Matt, but mine came in the mail when I just got walked in the door a little while ago. So um, I'm just like I just find out it's like a weird some kind of like weird MMA fake going on, which is kind of, I feel like it's favoring uh, Fedor, Fedor making it to the finals. Like, like he's got a lot going on this week. He's got the mural unveiling for all the Russians in, in New York and the, this book. And I don't know. I think it's, it's a, uh, it's starting to look good for him. Well, I think, I think it's there for him to, to take, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I've said it since the beginning of the tournament. I, I, I think Sonnen's probably the best matchup for Fedor at this point. Um, I know Sonnen's wrestling is, is kind of Fedor's weakness historically, but I just don't see it. Um, I think Fedor's going to be too big and strong for him, and I think he's going to land the big punch. That- yeah, which is weird because I don't know if you listened to the, uh, the the media conference call today. Sonnen actually said he wants to come in. He, he purposely wants to come in a little smaller 
than Fedor. He wants to come in at 220 for the weigh-ins, and we know they don't really have to like worry about it, but he wants to come in small, and I'm I'm curious as to why. So I'm hoping if I get a chance, if not during the open workouts, definitely at the press conference, I want to I want to know what the thinking is behind it. I'm, I I think it's because he wants to be able to maneuver, you know, outmaneuver Fedor. Excuse me, so he can work. So he can. Sorry, this is what this is why you don't drink soda during a podcast. Um, so that he can. Uh, kind of outmaneuver Fedor and, and take those shots to try to take him down, you know, and, and fatigue him by making him chase him, like just to try to kind of be a little faster. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it'll what, that's you know, behind that. And give him a little bit more wind and uh, for a potential yeah. of, a, of a full three round fight with, with, uh, you know, and I think that probably might help him in the long run if Fedor were to get on top of him on the ground. I think he has a better chance of snaking out um, if he's in a little bit better shape and perhaps a little lighter and, and uses quickness kind of, you know, not like Dan Henderson per se, but, you know, kind of coming in, in, in as the smaller guy uh, against Emelianenko. Um, mm. You know, the night before, so, you know, we've, we've all made our picks and stuff. And um, initially I picked Mitrion and, and Fedor in the final from day one. Um, I hate to go against that, but I, I just feel like Ryan Bader um, right now is, is even though I hate, you know, I think he might even be the guy to beat in this tournament at this point. If he's going to come yeah. at 235, 240 pounds, um, there's no, there's no weight difference. You know, he was always considered the light heavyweight, but if he's 240, 235, uh, he's, he's the younger, more in prime guy at this point, um, especially between him and Mitrione. So yeah. Uh, I, hard for me to go against him especially what he did to uh king mo uh in may yeah i mean i I, um when i i had talked about it i don't know if it was on a podcast or their podcast when i talked about it with the guys from front proof media we all kind of like saw bader at least making it to you know being ryan bader versus someone you know um depending on on how things went but uh we actually had uh and and King Mo was somebody I thought was going to last longer than he did, but but I know he was coming off of injuries and stuff. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, I uh, I know Mitrione's got got decent reach, and they're friends, so they kind of like. I'm pretty sure they must know something about each other's uh fight f- game, and uh, somebody's got to change something up to to surprise the other. Um, they mentioned that they addressed that actually towards the end of today's media conference call. But I'm kind of like um, I don't know, I. I wouldn't mind if Mitrion advanced and Fedor advanced because Fedor actually said he he wants to fight the the best of whoever wins from these remaining fights. But it would be nice to see them run it back to to just to you know because the way the way that when Mitrion and Fedor fought in New York last um, back at Bellator 180, uh, the NYC event, they um you know that that was kind of quick. So usually when same thing with Connor like. Are Connor and Aldo. If it happens a little quick, you know the guy needs a, a chance to prove that it wasn't a fluke or something for both fighters. Yeah, I agree. And I and I like I said, I, I'll be pulling for Mitrione. Um, I'd like to see that rematch uh, with Fedor. Um, I, I think it, it adds the storyline, um, and uh, it, it would establish Fedor and Mitrione at least as kind of the the top tier of the heavyweights uh, in Bellator. Um, you know, with that said, you know, on that card, there's an interesting fight uh, that I actually just noticed earlier today. And I think I'd read it a while back, but didn't really pay attention. But uh, Czech Congo is fighting Timothy Johnson. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Timothy Johnson's 12 and four heavyweight uh, just released out, out of the UFC. Um, I'm not sure if he was cut or if his, his contract ran down, but um, you know, we talk about the UFC heavyweight division kind of being, kind of being in a weird place right now. And I find it weird that they would, uh, you know, put part, part ways with him. I see on tapology, he's the 25th ranked heavyweight in the world. So, you know, they want to make top- room for Greg Hart. Yeah. They want to make room for Greg Hardy and, and, and the money they want to pay him probably. Yeah. No, I, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, he's not always been the most exciting heavyweight. He's kind of a big, he's a huge yeah. lumbering guy, but, um, and him and Congo could be a snooze fest, but I just thought that was interesting. That's kind of a weird, you know, it was kind of weird to me. Congo was, uh, I guess he was, he is the alternate, See, now that's where it gets kind of weird, too, because he technically is the alternate for the tournament. He beat Javi Ayala in the tournament. Uh, he knocked out Ayala um, at uh, at 199, Bellator 199. So I'm not sure if this is kind of another fight. Uh, if he loses, I don't know what happens to the alternate status. Um, I know the finals are scheduled for uh, January 26. So it's not a huge turnaround. Um, if something, you know, if somebody were to break a hand or something between the winner of Mitrione, Bader, and, and Fedor Sonnen. So kind of kind of a weird scenario uh, uh, with him fighting on the card too, although it's a pretty good heavyweight scrap. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, we can't we can't let the I, – I got my cards mixed up because they're back-to-back. I think it's on uh, Saturday night. Uh, our boy uh, Saad Awad is fighting Benson Henderson uh and the main card too so i i I think that's actually a really good fight i mean given benson henderson's uh you know the way the way he's been fighting lately and and the way sod has been putting people away i think that's a really good evened out fight yeah no it's a huge fight for syed um a fight that with a win here it'd be undeniable really to that he you know that he, he that he should get the the title fight um at lightweight um, I know that that's a log jam as well in there with, with Chandler Primus, Patricky, uh, you know, AJ McKee, Aaron Pico. I mean, you got, you got a pretty loaded potential at the lightweight, uh, division in Bellator. Um, but yeah, I mean the card, you know, we mentioned those three fights also Alexander Slamenko returns. That's right. Um, uh, af, uh, and he's fighting, uh, one of Fedor guys and, and totally, uh, Tokov, who's, uh, you know, 26 and three, uh, killer from Russia as well. So it's Russia on Russia violence there, but, uh, you know, and Shlomenko's coming off the, the questionable decision loss to, uh, to Musashi. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, like you- I'll have to bring my Gallagher, uh, plastic, sheet for us so i don't get any blood spattered on me yeah he starts doing his, <laughs> his spinning shit you might, <laughs> yeah you might, get, you might get a little uh little spray there yeah, yeah. The, the gallagher uh he's gonna bring the sledge matic to the camp so. <laughs> yeah um uh. but yeah i i mean uh you know i hope when we talk next week we're looking at you know a, a fedor mitrion final and uh you know fedor the fedor train continues and the chance to go out uh the legend that he is uh Speaking of the Fedor yeah. train, uh, I didn't see if you had. Oh yeah, you got to hang in. They're they're auctioning off the sweat. Are oh, you wearing it? I'm wearing the sweater. Yeah, they're auctioning off a, a sweater. Uh, uh, they put that out today. The the actual sweater is on eBay. Um, I'll put the link out. I mean, sure, I'm sure it's out there already. I'll put the link out uh, at some point, maybe later tonight or this week, because I got to get ready for. I got to get ready for everything, but um. Yeah, they're auctioning off that sweater, and I think I think it's all for a good cause. The money goes to a good cause, so uh, it's 
funny that you decided to wear that sweater. Are you going to wear it when you watch the fights? Uh, I don't know. I, I probably will. I, I wore it. Uh, I wore it when he beat Mir. I've got my uh, my autograph here. I got a couple bobbleheads. I got my Fedor Fedor hat here. So I've got my whole little setup here, uh, getting ready for the fight. Uh, maybe make some Russian food like I did. And uh, oh, you did yeah. that? I didn't know you did uh, that. I, yeah, I made Russian pork rolls and had Russian beer, and uh, it, it was it was spectacular. So. Might up, might have to, to do that again. But um, but yeah, hey, I mean, Chael's not a stupid guy, though, man. He he's a, he's an intelligent fighter. I think he's he might have a plan. You never know. Yeah, no, I don't think he's gonna go out stupid. I just don't think he's. I don't don't think he's on Fedor's level, even at this point of Fedor's career. I think uh, I think Fedor's too tough. You know, Fedor's not gonna quit. Yeah. Um, whereas I I can't say the same uh, for Sonnen based off of uh, based off the dozen times in his career he's tapped out so um with that said uh you know we're kind of winding down here uh just with our preview and uh, review show um want to make a quick comment uh mason uh ecobellas who we had on the show a couple weeks ago he uh he's been pushing for a title fight and um he's getting an amateur title fight this uh i think it's this friday or saturday it's at camp Camp pendleton here in in southern california and oceanside so um we want to wish him the best uh in his journey. Um, and, uh, I know I've been seeing, he's been looking about talking pro so, or turning pro. So, uh, hopefully he gets his first championship belt this weekend and, and, and continues to, uh, to, uh, advance in his career. And, and we can have him on again, eventually to, to talk about, uh, how everything's gone. So best of luck to him. Uh, best of luck to you and your travels. Uh, yes, best sir. of luck, best of luck to Fedor. Uh, <laughs> And uh, hopefully Khabib's dad doesn't uh, doesn't beat his ass too bad uh, now that he's back in, in Dagestan. Um, <laughs> you, you saw his dad said he was going to punish him worse than the Nevada Commission. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I doubt it, though. I mean, I, I think they were just worried about him getting his money. And, and obviously, no charges. I mean, the, the legal side is seems to be taken care of. I think they only suspended for them both for a month or something like that. So, yeah. But... You know, I'm making the joke about it, but we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, there's not any major suspensions there, and uh, and uh, like I said, next week we get to talk about the results of this Bellator. Uh, look more forward to New York. Um, we'll have the the uh, UFC Canada card uh, coming up yeah. also at the end of the month. With uh, keep your eye on the uh, this this uh, the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel uh, because that's where I'll be putting all the any video interviews and stuff that I get from uh, uh, Open Workouts and the press and stuff will go be there for both events because it's it's fight week for both events here on the east coast so it's it's a lot going on for bellator cool well as usual everybody can check us out uh, at combat hour on twitter myself at mma hawk 21 on twitter and instagram uh you can follow ed at carbazal on twitter and at car carbeerzal on instagram um still noticed you haven't been uh pumping out those photos ed uh i just put up a beer actually before we went on Cantilly right, well, on or something like that. Some lambic ale. Nice. Well, no excuse this weekend. Uh, <laughs> look, look for that picture with the Fedor, and uh, I'm going to have to check out that mural. Hopefully that still stands. I might have to uh, make a little trip out to Coney Island and uh, get myself a nice photo when I, when I get out there in a month. So, um, All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, again, travel safe, Ed, and uh, look forward to talking to you over the weekend and, and reviewing this all next week. Cool.